What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Hey there, thanks so much for tuning in. Last week, you heard from the ladies behind Wow, That's Women of Wearables, a global initiative empowering women in wearable tech, fashion tech, and IoT. Today, we have another female founder on the program to talk to you about a female-focused product. Ania Williams is the founder of Tinsel, a company that combines fashion and function to offer stylish wearable accessories for women. But first, we want to put a very exciting event on your radar. On March 28, 2017, Electric Runway has teamed up with We Are Wearables, that's the largest wearable tech community in the world, to bring you Women and Wearables, an evening of celebration, conversation, and activism empowering women in tech. It's a free public event taking place at the Mars Discovery District in Toronto. All you have to do is RSVP. For more information and to reserve your spot, visit electricrunway.com and click on the event section. You can also check out our Facebook page. And now, on to today's episode. Ania Williams is a San Francisco-based entrepreneur. As you'll learn, she has a background as a classically trained singer with experience working in nonprofits, marketing, and tech. As a professional woman who is constantly on the go and on her headphones, she started to imagine a world where her tech accessories were not only a tool for her in her daily life, but also objects that could communicate her personal style. Today, she's combining her passion for sound and style into a business with Tinsel. Their first product, the Dipper Audio Necklace, is a necklace that sounds as good as it looks. She says consumer electronics aren't designed with women in mind, but she's out to change that by transforming tech essentials into fashion accessories. It's an exciting conversation, and it starts right now. So, Ania, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for taking the time. So for people who don't know, tell us about Tinsel. Yes, so Tinsel is a company that is making tech jewelry for women. We are transforming tech accessories like headphones into fashion accessories for women. And so your signature product right now is the Dipper. Let's first maybe describe the Dipper since it's a podcast. People can't see it. Of course, we're going to put up photos on electricrunway.com so people can take a look. Let's talk about what it looks like and how much how much does it cost and you're currently on the market right now, correct? Yes, yes. We are shipping units out today mm-hmm. and we have so essentially it's it's a necklace, a bold chic statement jewelry piece and it has the electronics of headphones built into it, but all of the details of the electronics are disguised within the facets of the jewelry, so it just looks like a necklace when you're looking at someone wearing it, and then when you're ready to use it as headphones, you can transform it into your headphones, and then when you're done, you transform it back. And it retails for $1.99, right now we're selling them on our website exclusively and doing a couple pop-ups here and there. Fantastic. And so, as I understand it, you were originally funded on Indiegogo. Tell me more about your funding journey. Maybe talk a little bit about where are you now and where you plan on going in the future. Yeah, we started, I think, maybe about a year before we actually did the Indiegogo campaign. So there was a lot of work that happened beforehand and Indiegogo crowdfunding in general is a, is a very labor intensive you know, campaign to run. But it was a it was a really good experience for the company overall. 
we ended up raising $55,000 on Indiegogo where our goal was to, to raise $50,000. And we were able to use that to advance us to the next step of what we needed to do with production, which was, you know, getting the tools made and getting a production started for the product to, to bring it to people. And we started to ship those units about a year after we had done the crowdfunding campaign. Great. So the headphone space is getting crowded. We saw like Will I Am just released it, the buttons headphones, and it seems like everyone is coming out with different headphones. How do you think Tinsel really differentiates itself in this like noisy market? Yeah. To us it's quite simple. I, I mean honestly I don't really see what we're doing as, as being a headphone company. At a larger view, this this is the first product that we're making. But at a larger view, we really want to be able to create a world where people aren't just taking electronics as they are. I think that now that tech has become such an essential and integral part to our day, we have all of these things that accommodate our you know digital lifestyle, so to speak, that are for women particularly end up just you know stuck at the bottom of a bag or not things that you know, represent yourself. They're not things that you really get to curate around you like you do the clothes that you put on in the morning. And I think that that is a missed opportunity. Tech doesn't always have to look techy. Sometimes it can look like something you actually want to wear or something that actually expresses yourself. So when it comes to, you know, the headphones market in general, I'd say that a lot of headphones makers have tried to make, I'm using air quotes here, fashionable headphones, which really is just, you know, let's make it something with rhinestones on it. We really take that to the next level. Like it is fashion, it's fashion first, and all of the functionality that you need is built within it. And the sound quality is also amazing. And so like the electronics stand up as as a quality product, but it levels it up in a way that people just have never seen before by also making it a true accessory. Yeah, that's really interesting because one of my questions later on was, do you have any plans for Tinsel to make other jewelry tech hybrid pieces in the future? And it sounds like you're on that path. Anything you can share with us right now or are you focusing on the Dipper for right now? Well, we are still working on the Dipper. It's it's just, you know, making its debut into the market. But we have some other things up our sleeve as well that we're starting development on. We have a Bluetooth audio necklace. We call it the, the, the different an audio necklace. We have a Bluetooth audio necklace that we're working on. We also have some charging accessories that we're working on as well. Very neat. So one of the challenges with fashion is that everybody has their own unique style. How can Tinsel be personalized for the wearer? And I guess like following that, who do you find that your audience is? Like what women are really gravitating towards this and saying like, I need to have that? Yeah. So I'll answer the second question first. Most of the women who have been our our earliest adopters of Tinsel are women who are predominantly living in the city, working, and many of them talk about the use cases that they use the product as the times when they're commuting to work. They are sitting at a desk working and they listen to music all day or they're taking phone calls for their job. And they're also travelers. Uh, quite often too, where they are on a plane or a train or what have you doing those kinds of things for, for whatever their career is as well. But I'd say that the trend is, you know, the smartphone is definitely central to her life. And, you know, she cares about the way that she looks and being put together in general. 
Absolutely. And so um, can the dipper be personalized in terms of choosing colors and things like that? Yeah. yeah so in terms of the dipper being personalized, right now we have one form factor, one one design of the, the dipper, and it comes in two colors. So that is the, that's the two options for now. But one of the things that we really did spend a lot of time on when we developed it was how could we make something that really did make a statement, but was still quite simple and would be able to cross over into a variety of styles that women might might have. So like there's a way that you can style this product with, you know, if you have a more preppy style or if you have a more modern contemporary flair or if you have a more boho chic kind of style, there are lots of ways that you can accessorize this with the things that you wear. I personally tend to go like super simple contemporary where a lot of solid colors and it always matches pretty much anything that I wear. And then we also have started to do some stuff like on our on our blog where we're we're gonna start pairing those things up and kind of giving people some ideas for ways that ways that they can put it together. So some some styling tips. That's very cool. One thing yeah. I noticed on your website is you have a quote that says no more shrink it and pink it, which I thought was great. And it's obviously referencing this kind of adage in the wearable tech community that wearable tech and fashion tech needs to do more than just be cute and small and sparkly and pink in order to appeal to women. Do you think like given your time spent in this space, do you think that this is changing. And when I say this, I mean the products that are made for women that are marketed to them in a kind of patronizing way. Are we seeing more wearable products on the market that are designed for and by women? We are seeing more, but I don't think enough. Honestly, I I can count on two hands the number of companies that I see out there that are doing the kinds of things that we're doing. I mean, none of them are, are focusing on the kinds of accessories that we are, but like in terms of sort of smart jewelry or, or fashion tech hardware, there are other companies that are out there doing it. But I, I have to admit that I'm, I'm really sad that there aren't more of the bigger players that are doing that and trying to capitalize on it as an opportunity. I feel like, you know, for our, our mission is to really try to change this and help the other companies, like the stakeholders across the industry, like if you're making electronics for people, and especially if you're planning on selling those electronics to women, that there's so much more we can do to really innovate in the design and the form factor of how those things come together. And so for us, we see this as the start of a movement, really. So to answer your question, I would say there's not enough. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There needs to be more. I think you're right. So the Dipper and Tinsel as a company has had some amazing press coverage. You've had coverage in Vogue and the New York Times. How have you managed to attract the attention of these large publications when you're like a small startup team? Yeah. Well, for one thing, we have had some really amazing folks who have worked on our team to, to help out on the PR effort and connecting with those, those publications. But I think that part of it has also just been the fact that this is a product that's never existed before. I obviously headphones have been around for, you know, more than a couple decades at this point, but there's been no innovation in design when you look at headphones. I mean, they might make them squeaker or rounder or smaller or bigger or wireless or like I said, rhinestones, but no one is really changing that into something else. And, and I really just feel like that this merger of functionality and 
fashionability are, are where things should really be headed when we talk about electronics and the way that we see the future with more artificial intelligence and interacting with these kind of platforms that keep us connected to things all the time. Like those things require you to have, you know, a conduit to that. To that. And quite often it's something you're going to want to have accessible to you or on your body. And people don't want to wear the kinds of things that they make available today on their body or have them in their ear all the time. So I think that there's a lot of room for, for opportunity and improvement. And I think that the, the industry sees it, but they just haven't really quite figured out how to tap into it yet. Yeah, absolutely. And so how did you get into this? What's your background? Yeah, so I don't know if people would know from my background how I would end up starting a company like Simple. In fact, my, my background is as a, as a musician. I'm, I'm a classically trained singer. I've also done some work uh, for nonprofit organizations. But when I moved to San Francisco almost six years ago, I started to work at a tech company and I was doing a variety of things there. But by the time I left, I was running the marketing team and I had the idea for Tinsel and it felt like something that, like I realized that my headphones were something I was using every day. And I just got so tired of having to dig this rash nest of wires out of my bag. I thought that there was, there had to have existed a solution that was better. And then when I couldn't find that solution for myself to buy, I, I started to get this crazy idea that maybe I could be the person to make it. And so it's been quite a journey for me learning it along the way. I mean, I hadn't done anything in manufacturing before. I hadn't made a physical thing before in, in mass scale. Like I actually do have a lot of creative hobbies that involve making things, but not necessarily electronics. And so it, it was, it's been, you know, a really exciting and thrilling journey because when I started Tinsel, I didn't, I mean, like we were kind of going after a theory and an idea that we had and, and the, a mission that we felt like we should be on. But when we started, we didn't actually know if it was even possible. Like, it may be the reason why this product didn't exist is because it wasn't actually possible to make it. And we learned that that's not true. Although there are, you know, lots of challenges in thinking of how do you merge those two worlds. But yeah, it's been, it's like from where I came, I feel like there's so many things that have contributed to me being able to be ready and able to do this, but nothing where it's like, you know, I'm an electrical engineer or I came from the fashion industry or any of that stuff. It's really just, you know, resourcefulness and having and building a really great team to support the effort. Yeah. And identifying an opportunity in the market, like you were saying, you're using your, I mean, I, every time I untangle my earphones from my bag, I think to myself, there's got to be a better way, like in this day and age <laughs> that, you know, we, we, right. could, we could work a way around this. And so obviously you've, you've found that. It's really interesting to me that your background is in singing. So sound quality is obviously something that's really important to you. So have you gotten any feedback from, you know, the kind of cult of headphone people? <laughs> I know they have a word for like sneaker freaks, but I don't know if there's a word for people yeah, who audiophiles. are audiophiles. Have you have you had any feedback from audiophiles in terms of the quality of the the dipper headphones? Yeah, I have. And I can count one there's one person who said that they weren't crazy about the sound, although it was more of a stylistic taste thing because in that case the so one of the things that I prefer and I've found that a lot of Americans prefer in general is like 
a solid bass in their headphones. And so, like, there's a good bump behind these, which I love, and I think it makes it sound amazing. But this particular person wasn't a really big fan of bass, so they weren't crazy about it. But literally everyone else who has listened to these has been completely amazed and, like, just raving about it. In fact, there's, like, a couple folks who tweeted about it after they got theirs and was just like, oh, yeah, I can tell that this was something that was made by an opera singer because, like, the sound is great. And we like to say that it it sounds as good as it looks. Our whole goal when we were developing the product before we started to produce the first run was that we should be able to stand next to any of the top name audio brands that you could name and have people feel like, wow, this sounds as good as those at the same price point, but it's, 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 it's more than that. Like it's a necklace too. So the value is, is even better than that. And then when you couple that with the fact that like, you know, the care and the craft behind the actual process of us making it, like each one of them is handmade. There's a lot of work and love and effort that goes into each unit. So we're very proud of what we've done, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And what is the actual like shell made of? Is it a metal or what's the material? Yeah, so it's made almost entirely of metal, mostly aluminum and stainless steel. So all the chains are stainless steel and plated. And then the pendant parts are made out of aluminum. And then there are like some other kind of internal pieces that made out of like uh, either kind of plastic or rubber parts, but like 90% of the necklace is made out of metal. Very cool. So as someone working at the intersection of fashion and technology, what do you think fashion can learn from tech? Ooh, well, I feel like both sides can learn from each other. I frequently get on a soapbox talking about how I feel that there's such a chasm between the fashion world and the tech world when it comes to the kinds of products that they make. So as far as the fashion world, learning from the tech world, I would say that a lot from what I've observed, I can only talk about my experience in talking to people and seeing things that they don't typically be tend to be, you know, tech savvy or really understand the benefits of integrating technology into the kinds of things that they already make. So I would say that like one of those things is to really start to consider the way that people interact with devices around them every day, all day, and start thinking about how like the artistry of what the fashion industry does could really change that and make it something that is even more impactful to people because that that personalization, as you mentioned, or that 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 a lot, that ability to express yourself through your technology is something that I think is there's only going to be a growing desire for. And then on the tech side, I would say that like the tech world tends to want to play up all of the aspects of the tech in how they design those products. And I've seen very well-designed tech products, but they still kind of look like a tech product. And like when I think about, you know, and obviously it depends on, on the demographic, right? But when I think about myself and how I make my purchases excuse me, purchasing decisions, I like to think of it like this. Like, if I were to go to the store because I needed a clock, right? Like, okay, I'm going to get a clock for the the living room. And then, like, I send my husband to the store to get a clock for the living room. Like, he's going to go down the aisle. He's going to pick up the first clock that he sees. And he's like, okay, here's a clock. Cool, I'll buy this. And, like, I'm going to, like, do the same thing. And I'm going to be like, hmm, okay, 
which one of these fits the aesthetic of the room? Like, does this match the wall color? Is this too big? I'm going to put this in the corner. Will that really let, you know, I'm thinking of it in all of these kind of aspects. I think that many women think of it that way. And if you could imagine us thinking of those kinds of things where like, okay, I'm going to buy a Bluetooth speaker for my, you know, living room when I have company come over, you know, listening to jams on Sunday morning. And while like, you know, my jam box looks pretty cool and sleek, like what if it looked like something else completely that just completely fits the decor of my house? Like that's a completely different proposition that I think really makes people think about the way that tech plays a role in their lives. It just, it makes it really seamless instead of like, an add-on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think your anecdote of the clock is really fitting. Like a guy might just pick up the one because it's like checkmark functionality, whereas a woman is thinking about everything and especially context. And especially when it comes to fashion, they're, you know, curating their, their style and they want something that both expresses their style and fits in with their aesthetic, but also helps them in their day-to-day life as businesswomen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. Well, I'm really excited to get my hands on one of the necklaces. Very exciting product. And I, how yeah. can people stay in touch with Tinsel and follow what you're doing? Yeah. So you can follow us on any social network where Tinselware pretty much across everywhere. And our website is tinsel.me. So go there and anyone can also feel free to reach out to me ask me anything. I spend most of my time on Twitter of the social networks these days. And I'm offer queenie with the IE at the end. So I'm around. (laughs) Awesome. We'll definitely be following you and putting up your links as I sat on electric runway. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was my conversation with Ania Williams, founder of Tinsel and the Dipper Audio Necklace. To watch what you hear on this program, we invite you to visit electricrunway.com, where we always put images and video content to accompany each blog post. There you'll also find lots more fashion tech stories and inspiration, including events, reviews, and news. For daily fashion tech freshness, we invite you to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at electric underscore runway. Once again, we'd love to see you on March 28th for our Women in Wearables event in Toronto. If you're not in Toronto, check out our events page for global happenings in the world of fashion tech. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Andrew Applepie.